Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched The Last of Us Junior. I I guess. There, there wasn't much junior about this. <laughs> we watched Twisted Metal. On Peacock. Peacock. They used to be doing really good with the quality of their shows. Yeah, they they used to. Mm-hmm. Look how far they've fallen. This is what happens when you cancel Save by the Bell. Oh, it's the, it's the Save by the Bell curse. And not only that, yeah. they they tried to cancel uh, Girls Five Eva too, but Netflix picked it up. I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So they they're canceling all of their good shows <laughs> and then making Twisted Metal. I I from the. St- Dart, the idea of this show baffled me. Did you ever play this game growing up? No, I've never played this game. I am what I would consider a pretty casual gamer. This is a pretty casual game. Oh, okay. it's just cars that shoot. It's not. It's just cars that shoot each other. That's it. Oh, there is no story, as far as I understand. It's just cars that shoot each other. It's different cars that shoot each other. (laughs) And we need to make a whole fucking show about this. Interesting. And we need to make it The Last of Us without zombies and not good. I'm sure that somewhere there exists because this game came out in the PlayStation 1 on the PlayStation 1. I think the first one did. So I'm sure there exists an actual booklet like that came with the jewel case for that. Yeah. That probably has a post-apocalyptic story because as far as setting goes, that's appropriate. It was it was a post-apocalyptic apocalyptic wasteland. You shot each other with in an arena with cars. Different cities barricaded off from the outside world where everything's dangerous that, out there. Less less so. That that I don't think ever came up in the games. <laughs> Did you notice that we saw a physical copy of Twisted Metal? It was hard to miss because it literally flopped onto his windshield and then he looked at the camera like, bah, like, and then just kept driving. I rolled my eyes so hard. That's it. Uh, yeah. Everything about this sucked, including if, if nothing sucked more than the fact that this is the first time I've seen Anthony Mackie. With Captain anything, America. yes, with anything resembling charisma, I yeah, you know what I mean. Like he always Captain America and, and Falcon and that sort of thing. He was there was something always a little held back. I don't know what it is. This he showed a lot of charisma. I liked him as a person in this, but the writing in this was so catastrophically bad that. Everything he said made me want to punch him in the face. And they were definitely going for an aesthetic that I reckon because I've I'm I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't sure this was a video game until five seconds in when they flopped the game cartridge on his fucking windshield. No, I looked it up before I started <laughs> okay, watching. Okay. But I really appreciated that they wanted to make sure everybody knew that this was based <laughs> off of a video game. Like The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. My uh, 
we can save this for later in the episode, but I think instead of episode two this week, we discuss different video game franchises that need a TV show better than Twisted Metal. If we haven't done that already... Let's do it again. Well, A, let's do it again, but B, what's wrong with us? Right. Uh, my first thought would be, like, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Uncharted, but they did that movie already. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get in. We, yeah. I mean, we can get into it now. I liked the Uncharted. that's all. Okay. Uh, so, this thing started. <laughs> this thing started, and he was like, 20 years ago, a virus. And then I was like, oh, here we go. Here's the thing, and it, so... It, since we're not going to do an episode two this time, yeah. I need to call this out because this was my idea for an episode two. He doesn't say a virus. He says a bug. I think it's a literal giant bug. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he says no, virus. No, I wrote it down. He said a bug. He said a bug took out the, all of the world's computers. I'm telling you it's within the first 30 seconds because I watched it three times because I kept zoning out and like going and doing something else and realizing, oh, wait, no, I need to actually pay attention. All right. I'm pulling it up. He says a bug. Okay, here we go. Watch from start. All right. You were right for once. <laughs> for once. I was 100% certain until you question it anyway, and then I was only 99% certain. Because I wrote that shit down because I thought the idea that it turned out to be a actual literal giant bug was funnier than anything this show was going to serve up for us. Like a hacker bug? <laughs> sure. Because it takes out all the computers. <laughs> yeah. Or like a computer eating bug. I like, was thinking like a kaiju sort of bug, but yeah, a computer hacker bug. Honestly, it could be all of those things. It's a computer hacker ha- kaiju bug. It just like appears like, feed me microchips. <laughs> I'm hungry while I hack your computers. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, the assertion that the world went to shit because there's not easy access to porn anymore. Yeah, I don't. Um... That seems like a fixable problem. They used to have porn before the internet. Yeah, it would just be hard to coordinate it since we don't have the internet anymore. The Things got coordinated without the internet before. Yeah, but... There was a gradual buildup to the internet. If the internet suddenly went away, I, I think we'd have problems. Yeah. Uh, uh, not not just porn problems, but like other problems too. Sure. The second that they started playing in the midst of a car chase, I don't even remember what the song was, but it was just some late 90s, early aughts yeah. song, I thought, and wrote down this this game came out around that time. This is going to be nostalgia bait, hardcore, and it's going to be annoying. Was this one of those t- 
driving type games where you could like switch the radio station and different songs would come on? I don't think so. That was at least not early on. I know that was that like, was definitely Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I don't think that was the case, uh, at least for the first one. Uh, and that's the only one I remember playing any of. What I want to say about the music in this, though, is, yep, it was nostalgia bait. It was a lot of 90s songs and early aughts, hip hop and whatever. But then also the very weird inclusion during the middle of a car fight or a car driving sequence of Champagne Supernova. Yeah, I wrote that. That was so fucking weird. You have the all of the late 90s and early aughts to choose from as far as car driving songs that would have been far more appropriate than a weirdly slow and moody fucking pop song from Oasis. Party in the USA. That would, that, that would have been my song choice. Would have been better than champagne supernova for sure okay it's like singing along like shaking my head like yeah that does remind me uh i'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit what are we gonna get sued by miley cyrus now because i sing a little of no we haven't gotten sued by anyone for singing songs because neither of us are good enough singers to hit a content content id sort of thing it's when we literally play the song (laughs) that billy joel will sue us (laughs) Um, we finished watching the bear this weekend Yeah, and I had heard leading up to the forks episode that it was really, really good. And that the guy that plays Richie should get an Emmy and all that sort of stuff. And I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, but the moment that sealed that for me was you're, you're slowly starting to see him uh, start to give more of a shit about this job or about this staging job and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then he's driving home and just like fucking belting out Romeo and Juliet by Taylor Swift. I died laughing for a solid. F- we had to pause it because we were both dying laughing so hard. It was a perfect it was perfectly thrown in there, too. I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And like all of his Taylor Swift references throughout the season, like he's trying to get Taylor, like his daughter loves Taylor Swift. He's trying to get Taylor Swift tickets for his daughter. And yeah. Yeah. So you can just like it makes sense. Like he got hooked on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, man. I loved that. Like I really liked the first season of The Bear and the second season blew it out of the water. So good. Um, so that same scene where they're like driving through the mall and stuff. The point where I realized this show was going to be bad is when he is getting chased by the cars. One of the people chasing him reaches for a button to shoot a missile on his steering wheel. And from the other car in <laughs> front of him. Not, not even looking in his rearview mirror. Yeah. Even looking through your rearview mirror, you're not going to see this. Yeah, yeah. The the Captain America goes, don't you do it. Don't you think about doing it. And I was like, "How?" he has no idea this guy is reaching for a button right now. What the fuck? And I was like, oh, okay. So this is what this shows. And then I, I will give this, I will give this show a little bit of credit is I did like when he's driving through the mall and he can't find how to get out. So he starts doing donuts in the courtyard, looking at the mall map, like trying to figure out where to go to get out of the mall. 
<laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but the rest of the show, nah. Yeah. So what I heard about this show going in is that it wastes Anthony Mackie in that like he's he brings that like the first episode or two are, are good and then it just becomes a mess by the end of the season. If it becomes a mess and this wasn't a mess, I might have to keep watching this show if only because I need to know how bad this gets. I swear to God, dude. He's going to get to New Chicago, and his cargo is going to be a little girl that he has to bring back to San Francisco. Why? So, yeah. So, he's been tasked by New San Francisco to go to New Chicago to pick up some cargo. He can't know what it is. For some reason. For some reason. It's not organs. For some reason, she does all these tricks on him. Like, uh, like uh, the the COO of New San, New San Francisco, like makes him think she's married and has a baby and is using all this and i'm I, like I, I get that but and then yeah i just don't know I, it just feels like you could just this is a pretty straightforwardly good deal and it feels like she's gonna like renege on it and and all this but it, it's like so easy for her to grant him this i don't think i think you are maybe missing the thought that I'm having, which is that I don't like the the idyllic view he saw even before all of that of people hanging about and just kind of doing their thing and going shopping and all this sort of stuff that's supposed to make him think, oh, there might be something to living in this city. I don't I don't think it's even that in there right now. I oh. think that was part of the ruse as well. They I think Truman this whole city is, I think this whole city is shit. They Truman showed him. Sure. Sure. In that they hired a bunch of actors. <laughs> it, it seems yeah. more like they flash mobbed him. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the Truman Show just an elaborate flash mob for one person? It is a giant. Well, I mean, that's what a flash mob is most of the time, right? Like it's, yeah. it's fucking with at least, well, I suppose at least one person. Yeah. Truman shows a flash mob. Wow. There were a lot of weird choices in the show. Some of it chalked up to poor writing. Like I said, this is the first time I've seen Anthony Mackie give any sort of charisma to a role. And the writing was so bad, it just made me hate him. Hate his character anyway. Yeah. And then you have a very good actress like Stephanie Beatrice. Yeah. Who is playing a mute. So she can't even talk. Frustrating. What the fuck's the point? Yeah. What are like what? But you know what? It was kind of nice to see Thomas Hayden Church. It's been a while. You remember when it felt like he was going to blow up for a minute and then he was in Spider-Man 3 and everyone was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> Do you think that he could f- feel his career slipping through his hands like grains of sand? Yeah. <laughs> That's a Spider-Man 3 joke. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case I, some of our four <laughs> listeners didn't. Man, I don't have a lot of notes. Here's, yeah, neither do I. Here's a note I have. Okay. One thought I've got. In this world, outside of these cities, and they're like, you know, going after um, like the, the milkmen who are the people that deliver supplies between yeah. the cities and stuff. And there's bandits and stuff. I feels to me that in that type of scenario, 
ammunitions and explosives would be way more valuable than what is being smuggled. Like, except for Thomas St. Church's character who, like, is doing this to make a point, it, it the cost-benefit of doing this doesn't feel right to me. It, it, it almost feels like people should have explosives and bullets as a last resort, but they should be roaming the lands with swords. You know what I mean? Yeah, sort of like The Walking Dead did. I, I guess I only watched the first episode of The Walking Dead. Is that a thing? Well, in the- there's at least a couple characters, like at least one character that wanders the wasteland with the sword. Um, and in general, yeah, people have guns, but they're more focused on using melee weapon. Yeah, yeah, melee weapon sort of thing. Yeah, it's almost like no aspect of the setup for this show was thought out in any way, because here's the thing. I get that there were a lot of people living in cities, but cities feel like the least useful place to wall off if you're going to try and keep that many people in them. Because where where are you going to get your food from? You're going to grow it in all that concrete? Like, what the... F- I No, a milkman's going to come by with a bunch of dog food. Where Who's making the dog food? I don't know. Uh, another point I had around this is he's delivering dog food to these places, and he's going to the coast where like seals have like come back in like mass and he slaughters one and starts eating it and i was like he can make a fucking fortune by just selling, selling seal, seal meat. meat yeah and any anybody could make a fortune by far farming yeah it was goofy you know where you do not like instead of a city where you need to wall off just fence off like a small town and then use that as like your compound yeah just for you. And then reluctantly, somebody that stumbles across the uh, your compound that you uh, fall in love with. Yep. For sure. And then kill, kill yourselves together. Yeah, in a really bittersweet and poignant, uh, almost like a bottle episode that just doesn't <laughs> like really relate to the rest of the show all that much. <laughs> nope. But... but still is heartbreaking and incredible all the same yeah but but all that but junior (laughs) pretty much Uh, another thing he's going from san francisco he's driving to chicago yeah they're like oh you're gonna have to go through las vegas you know who's in las vegas Ooh, that's gonna be trouble and i'm i'm over there thinking like maybe just go around las vegas you got 10 days (laughs) You got 10 days and there's a lot of miles. Uh, like, there's yeah. a lot of land to, to go around for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go up go up to Northern California and just go across the north of... Yeah. You know what I'm wondering that doesn't relate to that really in any way? Why are they building new San Francisco and new Chicago just right in the same place as old San Francisco and old Chicago. Like new Chicago could be anywhere. It could even be in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had that thought too when they kept calling him new. I was like, fuck off with this shit. Yeah. Also, I swear he says he hasn't been east of someplace. Yeah. There's a shot of him driving across the Mississippi into Iowa. 
Was there? I, I missed that. <laughs> the, 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 the street sign says Davenport, two miles, and there's cornfields. <laughs> yeah. That's the, not that far from Chicago in the first place. Correct. The level of decay that's happening in a place like New San Francisco leads me to believe that this apocalypse has been going on for a couple of years, right? 20. Has it been 20? Yeah. Anthony Mackie's got to be at least in his 30s, right? He's in his mid-40s. Okay. I, I looked at his book in PDO after I watched the oh, show. Okay. So you're telling me that a 20-year-old man in the non-apocalypse has never seen a baby before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which he said, that's right, you've never seen a baby before. <laughs> Just like, I've seen babies <laughs> You know, there's babies out there too, right? Like, like I've been roaming these lands for 20 years. I haven't come across a baby. <laughs> yeah, this was a this was a dumb one. Yeah, this was a really really dumb one. It lined up exactly how dumbly I expected it, though. Prior to hearing any sort of reviews that were even like five percent positive. Yeah, this is exactly as bad as I expected it to be. Yeah. Me too. Do you want to think of different video game franchises that TV shows should be made of? I'm having a deja vu moment hard because what I want to do is, all right, time to start looking up some video games because the ones that come to mind, eh, I don't I don't care about them as TV shows. I don't need a Legend of Zelda TV show. That, well, there was a Legend I, of Zelda. I know. Well, and I suspect, I'm pretty sure they're making me, another one. Princess? Yeah. My first thought, Skyrim. Except I don't want the main quest storyline. I just want a TV show set in that... In the that, Elder Scrolls world. Yeah, yeah, in the Elder Scrolls world. That could be interesting. Um, it would be generic fantasy bullshit. That could be anything. Don't give anybody ideas. Because what they will do is they'll just make a... F- they will just make a fantasy-esque... TV show and then just say that it's set in that universe and just throw a couple words in there like, oh, Skyrim or Fusroda. True. Um, how about uh, what's the metal dinosaur one? Turok? No, the robot dinosaur where she hunts the robot dinosaurs. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. I could see them doing that. Mm hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if that ends up being there ends up being a push for that, especially after as well as The Last of Us did. Mm-hmm. It occupies a similar niche in terms of story driven game that has a fairly deep lore. And well, just don't forget the last time that somebody tried to ride on The Last of Us's coattails and make a video game TV show. We got Twisted Metal. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I understand that. I'm not saying that. I, I the source material for Horizon Zero Dawn, just the first game, is already about fifty times deeper than anything that exists or ever existed for Twisted Metal. I suspect. Okay. So that at least has me a little more sure. But any of these are likely to fall prey to what I'm fairly certain is being done to like they're they're making a Borderlands movie. That's one of my favorite game series of all times. And there, that could be an entertaining movie. If they, what they were doing wasn't simply we're making kind of an action movie and then putting people's names on this 
that are sort of famous, even though they're not appropriate for the roles. And then also the story has nothing to do with anything that's ever had anything to do with the games other than occasional set dressing. I don't know if we're going to come up with it. I'm I'm looking. Th- here's my problem. I'm looking through a list of very good video games. Okay, let's hear them. The problem I'm running into is okay. Resident Evil. Yeah, they've done that and poorly. Um, Double Dragon. No. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. That it's runs into the same problem I'm talking about. It, they'll just make an action movie and skin it as Grand Theft Auto. God of War. Mm. that like the newer ones i could see them doing that mm-hmm. it could be entertaining but part, so part of the problem I'm running into is either yeah this would be a very good one i don't know that we're gonna goof on uh god of war or red dead redemption that that could be a really good show although red dead redemption would probably just be a western yeah but there were zombies in that weren't there uh there it was a zombie dlc in that one. Oh, it wasn't i don't think it was part of the main thing or it's shit that has already been made into a tv show that we've watched on this podcast, and now I'm remembering when we last did this. Oh, okay, when? Halo. Oh, yeah. The, that Paramount Plus show, Halo. Also not very good. The, like Mass Effect would be a great, that has Ooh. so much lore, it would be a great actual show. I liked Mass Effect. Oh. The Witcher, oh, no. already being made. Dude, dude, dude. Mass Effect. Okay. First season. You watching the first season, right? The second to last episode comes up, and then they have a uh, voting thing for the audience on what choice that Shepard makes for the thing. Uh, and so you have to dial in. Like you have to dial in and press a button to make the vote. What? What? Uh, you are you ignoring the fact that they already have the choose your own adventure technology built into, or are they not going to shoot this next scene until after everybody's voted on what they fucking yeah, want? Yeah, no, I'm playing into the choose your own adventure that they have in, built into Mass Effect. So then they do that, and then that choice decides what happens in the second season. And then they do the same thing for the second season, and that decides the direction of the whole TV show. What do you think of that? I don't like it, but I don't know why. So that's why I was remaining silent. Oh, okay. Yep, I, I I genuinely can, there's it's 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 hit me wrong, but not in a funny way. Just in a I don't I don't know if that's I know I wouldn't like that for real, and but I'm also not sure how I goof on that. Mm, okay, let's just write an episode two. Okay, so Gorax the giant bug. <laughs> Gorax the giant bug is the man behind the clown mask. Okay. And also responsible for the apocalypse. Yep. So you don't you don't mean like a kaiju giant bug anymore. You mean like uh, no, no. I've pivoted. We're back to where I'm. I'm. I'm now pivoted to a man-sized bug. Okay. Wearing a man suit. Okay. 
and a clown mask. All right. Follow along, Michael. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I can lay out breadcrumbs any clearer. Okay. So. <laughs> it, okay. So episode two opens up. It's like a flashback. Uh, guy um, lives on a for- farm. Uh, he's like, I'm going to go out. And he like walks out uh, into the field and there's a big hole where a flying saucer landed mm-hmm. and he just like gets pulled down, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then there's like... <laughs> yeah, like typical alien noises yeah. for sure. And then it's like the guy like comes out of the thing and it's very clearly like the bug is wearing the guy as a suit and he walks back into the house. I know just the actor for this, by the way, but go on, continue. <laughs> okay. And he like demands like sugar water uh-huh yeah and then um chaos ensues he like causes the apocalypse can i be real here for a second yeah uh when i said i've i know just the actor for this i knew i knew exactly what you were leading to from the second you said the guy on a farm or whatever <laughs> yeah I I exactly um i laid out that i know exactly the actor for this uh with the plan to eventually remember what the name of that actor is <laughs> Wasn't it Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio? D'Onofrio? Yeah, no, I, I get that. But I, I then spent the next minute while you continue describing it just going, fuck, who is it? So, okay. So basically... Men in Black crossover, though, for sure. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So basically... The next, like, few episodes are basically Men in Black. Why haven't they made a Men in Black TV show? <laughs> they did. There was, an, there was an animation. There was a cartoon. I was going to say. There was a cartoon. Yeah. There was. But yeah, the next few episodes are basically plot plot by plot, a remake of the first Men in Black movie, except they fail to prevent the apocalypse. And then it transfers back into Twisted Metal. Oh, absolutely. Second episode in the can. Nailed it. I was looking to see, honestly, Men in Black feels like an IP that we haven't had in a movie in a while because the last one wasn't great. It felt like the sort of IP that somebody would have said, hey, we're going to make a streaming show about it. Yeah. I didn't find anything in a one minute goog. Oh, well, you got anything else? Two quick things that are streaming uh, adjacent that I wanted to bring up. I watched the first episode of a Netflix game show this weekend because I thought that it seemed like it could be interesting called Awake. The Awake colon the million dollar prize or something like that. And the premise is all of the contestants spend their first 24 hours of the game in a room counting quarters for 24 hours. They have to stay awake. They cannot go to sleep. And then the rest of the game takes place on stage and, you know, all that sort of stuff while they are sleep deprived. And so it's, you know, shit that's hand-eye coordination, memory, like all that sort of stuff. It wasn't great. But what I found really interesting was the aspect of the game where, okay, so there were five people, I think, at first, or maybe it was four people. And... They all were told, all right, before we even get started with the games, you all counted X amount of dollars of quarters or you, you know, this is what you told us you counted. We know what you actually counted in that 24 hours. 
the person that is the furthest from their actual count is going to get sent home right now before we played any games. Everybody stews on that for a second. We are offering $500 for somebody to bow out right now. Oh. And so if you bow out, then nobody gets sent home from that, like, discrepancy. Somebody gets $500 and they go home. And then everybody finds out what the discrepancy was and whatever. Nobody accepted it. Somebody was off by thousands of dollars. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. But they kept that up. But they kept raising the stakes where it was. All right. Now it's $1,000 for you to go home. Now it's $2,000 or whatever. I, it was it, it made that part of the game super interesting because they would have a, a game. None of them ever got to see how the other perf- people were performing in those games. So one of them was, how many balloons can you catch or whatever? And nobody got to see how everybody else performed. They just had to know how they performed. And then they said, you won. Like you did the best, but everybody else, one of you is going home. Do you think you did better than two other people? If so, leave this alone. If no, hit the button and maybe want to and get a thousand dollars. It was super fucking interesting. Yeah. Um, but the game, the rest of the game kind of sucked. Mm. Um, the other thing that was streaming adjacent was the other day I watched uh like a highlights video of Slam Ball. On ESPN's YouTube oh, channel. yeah. Shay and I were at Gusto Pizza and they had it playing on ESPN and I had read an article about it like a week before and I guess it's been like 18 years and now they're pushing it. Yeah, they're pushing it. It's, I don't know that it's going to take off uh, because I still, even just watching the highlights and knowing full well that ESPN is not going to put somebody's horrific injury in a highlights reel I still winced every time anybody starts jumping on these trampolines. But I wanted to call attention to what I think was the coolest fucking rule that was in this game, which was uh, once somebody. Before somebody gets into the trampoline section, because that's basically inside the four point line, because it's a four point line, not a three point line. Before that, you can basically fucking tackle somebody like you can go hard at them. But once they do that, you can't like contact has to be basketball sort of rules like, you know, ball only that sort of thing. If you foul somebody, the person who was fouled gets the ball at half court. The person that fouled stands off to the side of the four point line. And then that the person that is taking their foul shot or whatever gets to kind of run up at their own pace and try and dunk the ball while the person that fouled them gets to bounce up and try and block the shit out of their shot. And it was dope as hell every fucking time. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, We we saw that in the bar and then we were talking about like, because it's a four point line and I think it's three points if you slam dunk it. And so I was thinking like, I wonder how much money they'd have to offer Steph Curry after he retires to be on a slam ball team and just stand behind the four point line and just like totally change. Yeah, just totally change the world of slam ball the way he changed the NBA. Here's the problem with that, though. I just realized I've already answered the problem with that outside the four point line. He can basically fucking tackled and he's a small dude. Uh, he would get killed. I mean, I, I, I guess he doesn't have to deal with that level of contact. But he's pretty good at. 
being evasive out there. Yeah, he's good at being evasive in an NBA that is very offense-friendly, yeah. where, like, ah, you get nudged, it's a foul. These people were fucking, like, literally trucking each other trying to get the ball out from... Well, that um, brings my next point on who I want as his teammate after he retires. Big Baby Davis. LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James could do this shit, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. This could be his way. I know he's always joked about uh, wanting to play in the NFL or whatever because he would make a great tight end. But this could be his way to still do that while also playing basketball. Yeah. Or it could be a great way for him to snap his leg in half because that just feels inevitable with this game. It's scary. Yeah. I was looking up like because they only play in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. I wonder if. Yeah. But. Oh, well. Want to wrap it up? Thanks for listening to the episode of What Podcast with Michael and Eric. If you like the show, leave a rating or review. If you want to find out more about what we're watching or check out other episodes, it's episode1podcast.com. Uh, I've already given up on threads, much like the rest of the world. So it, it's still there. We're on threads, but I we've got a total of three posts, and that will probably be where it will stay forever. Nice. Um, last but not least, big thanks to Boz D for the use of our theme song.